0: Good morning, everybody. Welcome to our uh, Remembrance Service, and it's led by Stuart Nixon. Um, can I remind you to keep yourselves muted uh, during the service? Um, we'll be doing the Lord's Prayer, and oh, well, the Lord's Prayer is on screen, so it's, it's read by one person, but then if we can all join in at home, and the Grace will take ourselves all off mute and join in together. As this is the remembrance service this morning, I think Stuart is planning for us to join in the two minutes on the doorstep at 11 o'clock. So make sure you've got your coats handy so you can stand on the doorstep for two minutes at 11 o'clock. <clears throat> um, and also at the end of the service, we will have our prayer break- breakout room if anybody wants to um, ask for prayer. And that this morning is going to be manned by Ron and Vander. Um, you should all have access to our newsletter there's a few notices just to highlight Uh, first of all if you've not seen it the uh, community poppy garden that the school have done in front of um, on the grass near the uh, council the parish council notice board there next to mr Dillon's, is absolutely beautiful if you've not had a chance to have a look at it Make sure you do a drive past and have a look because it's absolutely beautiful. And if you want to add poppies to it, you're more than welcome to do that. Um, there is a notice that I'll just highlight. Well, there's lots of things coming up for Christmas, lots of planning going on. Um, so I think most of it includes that. So Christingle Service, um, we're asking for, um, well, it doesn't say actors, but if you'd like to be a nativity character, then please contact Helen Nixon. Um, Maggie's got a notice in about all our um, fair trade Christmas cards and gifts. If you would like to order any, the link is on the newsletter where you can have a look what's available. And there's loads because I did it yesterday. Um, but she needs the orders in by tomorrow, I believe. So if you want to do your bit of shopping, you need to do it quick. Um, we're also looking if anybody would like to be Advent readers for uh, i've forgotten the dates but there's three dates that we need in december that we're looking for advent readers so if you'd like to do an advent reading please contact helen or helen bennett or kate and what else is there oh also um we are steve is magically trying to put a carols by candlelight choir together with david Thurston's help as well He is going to be sending out a message to everybody today to explain how it's going to happen and hopefully those of us who would like to contribute, would like to sing and record our voices, Steve's got the magic to do that and we'll be telling you how to do it. So if you want to be part of Carols by Candlelight singing, watch out for Steve's message coming. Um, And I think that is all the notices I've got today. So I'm going to hand over now to Stuart.
1: Good morning on this uh, Remembrance Sunday. I'm going to start off with our call to worship, which was just at the end of Psalm 91. And as our theme for today is Symbols of Hope, um, this uh, psalm has a note of hope through through all of it. But towards the end, it says, um, because they love me, says the Lord, I will rescue them. I will protect them for they acknowledge my name. They will call on me and I will answer them. I will be with them in trouble. I will deliver them and honour them with long life. I will satisfy them and show them my salvation. A reminder there that whatever we face, wherever we are, God is with us. He is our hope. He is faithful. And that's going to be our theme for our Remembrance Sunday service. So let's come before God in prayer. Let's pray together. God of hope, God of faithfulness, we come this morning, this Remembrance Sunday, to remember those who've given their lives, to remember those and give thanks for those who've given all. We also come as your servants, your people, We're in a time of difficulty and in this time we ask for you to reveal yourself to us. We thank you that we find strength and comfort in your word. So through your word today we ask that you speak to us. And fill us with your Holy Spirit that we might be filled with hope. And pass that hope on to others. Lord bless our time together we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Remembrance Sunday brings out many memories and thoughts. One of them is of the battlefields back in the 1914-1918 uh, war, where poets wrote about their experiences and we're going to hear a poem now read by one of our young people, Aaron. Uh, it's In Flanders Fields the Poppies Grow.
2: In Flanders Fields the poppies blow, between the crosses, row and row, that mark our place and in the sky, the larks still bravely singing, fly, scarce heard amid the guns below. We are the dead, Short days ago, we lived, felt, dawn, saw sunset, glow. loved and were loved, and now we lie in Flanders Fields. Take up our quarrel with the foe. to you from fell in hands we throw. The torch be yours to hold it high if ye breach faith with us who die. We shall not sleep through poppies grow in blunders' fields.
1: A reminder of what we're doing this morning. Thinking of the poppy and the symbol of remembrance. And giving thanks for those who've given everything. Sue. And Dave are going to lead us now in the Lord's Prayer.
3: Our Father in heaven,
4: hallowed
0: be your name.
3: Your kingdom come, your will be
4: done, on earth as in heaven.
0: Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins
1: And so, on our Remembrance Sunday, it's a community service. What does that mean? Well, we've involved some of the community in uh, in this time, and uh, one of the things that's happened by uh, by chance, by circumstances, is that the school, Locking Stumps Primary School, have been uh, learning about the Blitz and about uh, the war and. Um, as part of their history projects and uh, so they've actually agreed and and have done for us a video of some thoughts and some poems uh, based around experiences in the blitz and in the war so we're going to hear that now from locking stumps primary school
5: Looking up, great globes of white flame floating in the sky, descending. Then a burst of loud gunfire from nearby and darkness again. Water, crazy, murderous. The grey city. The building collapsed. Empty, shattered, cold. A sea of rubble, choking dust. Solid squares of fire. Dropping bombs, couldn't escape. Instantly killed by friendly fire. Enemy troops prepared, expecting to be shot at. Globes of white flame descending, staggering in instanti- of safety. Approaches weren't really icy white light, a frozen mask. I could hear unceasing guns. I looked up and saw across the sky a murderous hinsel over the grey city. Grey enemy flares we could hear. Enemy flares we could hear. Dullfords stumbled, staggering through out of the dark sky. Ascension safety approaches, grasping our blankets, pause of dark black fur, we saw the sky. Gunfire, darkness, black flares, flares shot. Shudder, stumbled, staggering, stench. District line platforms fleeing underground. Urgently stumbled like safety. L- Unceasing guns murderous tinsel over the grey city. Building collapse came down in a roar. Shattered. A great wall of choking dust. Planes still drowned. They knew what was coming, eyes fixed, wicked instantly, dropping bombs fighter planes, expecting to be shot at, and stopped. Tell me what happened. Ice fixed, bombs burst. Bombs buried, killed by friendly fire, instantly. Fighter points were searching, mistaken. Still still gripping, still together, stood still, were killed. It was a Thursday afternoon. I was heading towards the port with £50 pounds in one hand and my suitcase in the other. Bang, gunshots went off as I was getting on the boat to Canada. Boom, this time a bomb dropped. Looking back at the war, it taught me about love and family. It showed me the importance of friends. It told me that everyone hoped, everyone feared and everyone cried, but also that everyone needed a bath. In the year of 1940, a year into World War II occurred. I was 13 years old living in a wealthy house with my two sisters and my parents. London was really different. There were exploded piles of rubbish and signs. My mum and dad didn't want to evacuate me, but there was an increase in bombs. As the war went on, my family started to worry about me and my sisters. The decision was final. I was going to Canada. My mother started wailing like a whale. There was no choice.
1: Some wonderful words there from Locking Stumps Primary School. We thank them for their, uh, their effort and their work that they've done for us. Remembrance Sunday is, is a tough time for some people. I recognise that, that some people find this a, a hard time when they remember personal uh, experiences. My experience of the war is a long way f- removed from it. Um, obviously, I'm a lot younger than most people that have experienced that. But um, my grandfather, well, both my grandfathers, well, my great-grandfathers, fought or served in the uh, First War, First World War. Uh, my granddad's on both sides served in the Second World War, and uh, on my mother's side, my grandmother, she uh, worked in an ordnance factory, um, not here but uh, down in Stafford. So they all uh, made uh, made an impact in in, this, in the wars. I'm just going to show you a picture now. Um, hopefully Colin's going to bring that up of my granddad's medals. And as we're thinking today of symbols of hope, these are his medals. I don't know whether he collected them all. I don't think he was that bothered really, but uh, uh, these are his medals, which I have. And, um, And the symbol of hope really is that we see these medals and they remind us of the person behind them. The person that gave their lives, that time, um, a young man, as he was then, uh, to serve for his country. And I think possibly the, the bigger thing is that the four medals on the left are war service medals. But the one on the right is a different medal. The one with the uh, red and uh, yellow and white banding because he was a medic in the, first, in the Red Cross and uh, he served in the RAF as a medic. And then after the Second World War, he, he spent much of his life um, serving in the Red Cross. He, he, was also, he also had a job, but that was his, what he did in his spare time. And so he had a a level of giving and service. And I think for me, probably that medal on the right is the most important. Yes, he served in the war and he he, he saw some terrible things, I'm sure. But it made him commit to serving humanity beyond the war. And I guess we see that today and we'll hear a bit later. Um, perhaps about uh, the service that our medics are giving um, at this time. But it just made me remember that he, while serving in the war as a medic, gave himself and his life and his young life at that time. But it committed him to serving beyond that. And if you haven't seen the poppy garden, I've got a picture of that as well. Um, That's it as it was sort of halfway through Friday. And I think uh, beyond that, it's actually grown to even more poppies. But if you have a look at that, uh, if you don't have a chance to go and see it, it will be there for the rest of the week. But it's just a garden of remembrance. And there have been so many positive comments from uh, the community about this garden. Um, and the school have done a fantastic job of uh, every year has produced poppies, and they're all different. If you go and have a look at it, if you, if you get a chance, every year has produced a different design of poppy. And like we said, as Pam said earlier, if you um, have a poppy you want to lay as your act of remembrance, please do that uh, over the next few days, um, and it will be there till next Sunday. We're going to move into our time of remembrance now. And as Pam said at the beginning, we're going to um, follow the rest of the nation by standing in our doorways for the two minutes silence. Now, I know not everybody will be able to do that. So if uh, you're not able to do that, we'll just um, put our videos on, uh, turn turn our videos off uh, so it goes blank. And then uh, if you want to uh, have your remembrance time of silence, just sat where you are, that's fine. Or if you want to make your way to your front door and stand there. That's also fine. So we come to our time of remembrance. Let's pray. Eternal God, you are the shepherd of our souls, the giver of life everlasting. On this day, when we commemorate and commend to you those who lived and died in the service of others, We're glad to remember that your purposes for us are good and you gave Jesus Christ for the life of the world and that you lead us by the Holy Spirit into the paths of righteousness and peace. Merciful and faithful God, your purpose is to fold both heaven and earth in a single place. With sorrow, we confess that in our hearts we keep alive the passions and pride lead to hatred and to war. We're not worthy of your love nor of the sacrifice made by others on our behalf. Lord we pray you have mercy. Almighty God pardon and deliver us from all our sins. Confirm and strengthen us in all goodness and keep us in life eternal through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. God of unbounded grace, you declared your reconciling love and power in the death and resurrection of your son, Jesus Christ. Teach us who live only in your forgiveness to forgive one another. Heal our divisions, cast out our fears, renew our faith in your unchanging purpose of goodwill and peace on earth. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. So we remember. Let us remember the kindness of God and his favour to us in our time of need. Let us remember the courage, devotion to duty and the self-sacrifice of the men and women in our armed forces and those in our medical professions. The toil, endurance and suffering of those who were not in uniform. The support of those who sent us help from afar, or came and stood by our side. Let us remember those who were wounded in the fight. Those who perished in air raids at home. Those who fell in battle, and are buried at sea, or in some corner of a foreign field. And especially those whom we have known and loved, whose place is forever in our hearts. Let us remember those who came back, those whose lives still bear the scars of war. Those who lost sight, limbs or reason. Those who lost faith in God and hope for humanity. And so we move to our... Two minutes of silence, I say these words. They shall grow not old as we that are left grow old. Age shall not weary them, nor the years condemn. At the going down of the sun and in the morning, we will remember them. (laughs) Music <laughs> Let's pray. In memory of those who died, may we be better men and women. And in gratitude to God, may we live as those who are not their own, but are are bought with a price. Amen. Our service is about hope. And even though war seems a terrible thing, and it is, through that we find hope because we live in a world of freedom and relative peace. So we're going to sing a song now that helps us to focus on who is our true and living hope, Jesus Christ. So we sing together, living hope.
3: has no claim.
1: Pam is now going to give us some more hope as we do the birthdays.
0: Okay, I'm going to do something a little bit different to start with. Um, There may be members of us here on the service this morning who would usually be celebrating a birthday with a member of our family this week who we can't see and we can't meet with. And I thought it would be really nice to remember them. As, I'm not gonna, we're not going to sing happy birthday to them all, but I just thought it would be nice if we have got people that we would usually be with celebrating this week and we can't be because of COVID, whether we'd like to name them as well and include them in our birthday wishes and in our celebration. So if you have, can you wave at me? Martin, do you want to unmute yourself and tell me who? Sorry, I didn't get that. Annabelle's
3: birthday on Wednesday.
0: Who's birthday on Wednesday? Annabelle. Right. Did you get that? No. Can't. We're not getting it. Annabelle. Annabelle. I yeah. Can't... Annabelle, that, it wasn't me. You, you're breaking up, Martin. You are it's a bit crackly, Martin. Very crackly, Martin. Anybody else wants to wave at me? Wow. Rainer and David? Yes, it's uh, Lola's first birthday on Friday. Lola. Lola Rose, our great granddaughter. Wow. And wow. so we way. would have celebrated because it's yeah, a special birthday and we can't do it. Yeah. Wow. We'll yeah. have to do it by Zoom or something. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll all celebrate it this morning as well. Anybody Thank else? You. Anybody else waving at me? Mr. T. M- Derek?
2: Oh, yes, it, it would be, it would be Heather, it will be Heather's birthday next Sunday, my daughter, so it's slightly premature, but a lot of people know her, so. Yeah,
0: lovely. That's nice. To see. Anybody else we're celebrating? Wait a minute, Brian. Maggie. Yeah, my, my tiger old, granddaughter, Pang's 18th birthday on Monday. Wow, lovely. Mm-hmm. Anybody else? Is that it? I can't see anybody else waving at me. I'm going to include my wishes because it's my mum's my dad's birthday today, my mum's birthday on Tuesday, and Craig's birthday on Wednesday. And I won't be seeing any of them, so I share your sadness, but we're also celebrating together. So we'll remember all those lovely birthdays. Now, is there anybody whose birthday? they're here and we can sing happy birthday for them this week is anybody with us let's say is it that one there no anybody else oh well we're not going to be let's sing happy birthday anyway to all those names we've mentioned and anybody we're not catching so we're singing to everyone okay um.
3: Happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you, happy birthday to everyone, happy birthday to you.
1: Thanks, Pam and Brian. What a lovely way to celebrate, even though we can't be near our families and friends. Um, We're going to move on now and have our Bible readings. And uh, Andy Cameron and Derek are going to read our Bible readings for us this morning.
6: The first reading comes from Isaiah chapter two, verses one to five. So if you're following along in your own Bibles, it's Isaiah chapter two verses 1 to 5, and it's titled, The Mountain of the Lord. This is what Isaiah, son of Amos, saw concerning J- Judah and Jerusalem. In the last days, the mountain of the Lord's temple will be established as the highest of the mountains. It will be exalted above the hills, and all the nations will stream to it. Many peoples will come and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the temple of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways so that we may walk in his paths. The law will go out from Zion, the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He will judge between the nations and will settle disputes for many peoples. They will beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation will not take up sword against nation, nor will they train for war anymore. Come, descendants of Jacob, let us walk in the light of the Lord. the second reading
2: is from Revelations uh, chapter 21 verses 1 to 7 beautiful reading a new heaven and a new earth then I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away and there was no longer any sea I saw the holy city There will be no more death, or mourning, or crying, or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. He who is seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Then he said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. He said to me, it is done, I am the Alpha and the Omega the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give water without cost from the spring of the water of life. To those who are victorious, those who are are victorious will inherit all this. And I will be their God and they will be my children. Amen.
1: Thank you, Andy and Derek. As I said, the theme is symbols of hope. But we're in a period of lockdown. Um, you may have noticed. And the world seems a little bit harder. We see it look around and we, we see job losses maybe in their thousands. I guess when I was writing this, maybe there was some presidential uncertainty. Um, Maybe that's a little bit more certain, but we're not quite sure. So you could possibly say still some presidential uncertainty in a country that isn't ours, but will affect the world for the next four years. We see and have experienced this year racial turmoil, and people finding a voice perhaps we've seen people in hunger even on our own doorsteps people struggling to make it through the week and feed their children and it's been tough on nearly everybody we've experienced lockdown and restrictions on our lives Like nobody's experienced, probably since 1945, when the Second World War ended, it's been tough on our mental health. And we know there's been an increase in people struggling with their mental health. And we've seen our medical staff pushed to breaking point at times. If anything at all, this world needs today is hope. It's hope we need. And I don't think we get that hope from trusting in uh, Donald or Joe or Boris or uh, Keir or any of those other characters, although they do their job and uh, we just have to pray that uh, they do their job in a way that supports those who most are most in need. However, our hope is deeper than that. It's not necessarily in politics. It's not in, uh, in ourselves even. Our hope has to be rooted in God. We need hope. The world needs hope. And the Bible is a book of hope. There are lots of times where things go wrong when you read the Bible. You read the Bible and in there the people get it wrong. Or they find themselves in a difficult place. Or they find themselves chucked out of their lands and struggling to know what it means to be the people of God. Or they find themselves a long way from God because they've got it wrong themselves. They've uh, worshipped foreign idols. But whenever God's people face difficult times... God speaks he may not always say oh I, I you know i'm 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 here and i'm caring for you he may even challenge uh, the people of god if they've got it wrong and we find that in isaiah and in revelation isaiah and john who who had the vision in revelation the revelation um they're not in lockdown but they're in exile. Isaiah is in exile. Uh, he's been taken away. The people of God have been taken away into exile in the sort of uh, Babylonian uh, exiles. Uh, John has been exiled on Patmos because of his trust and faith in Jesus Christ. And both of these characters, I guess, was needed symbols of hope. They needed something to keep them going. And God spoke through them. God spoke to them to give them that hope and to give hope to those around them. God wanted them and those that they spoke to, to have a bigger plan, to see that God has something else going on, even though at this time it might feel difficult. God wanted to remind them that he's still in control. Although it may not look like it and it may look like everything's in a downward spiral. God is still there. And he wanted to remind us and Isaiah that there will be justice and peace. There will be something better. Things will not always be this way. On this Remembrance Sunday, we have a symbol of hope. Some of us wear it uh, for this day. Uh, we've planted lots in the community poppy garden. It's this bright red poppy that we have. And some of us have got backgrounds and, uh, and foregrounds uh, on our, on our screens this morning. The poppy is a symbol of hope. Because where it grew, it shouldn't have grown. It was in a muddy field, which had been scarred by four years of horrible battles. Blood spilt on those fields, churned up by tanks and artillery, full of holes and chemicals. It was a terrible place. And yet, through that, the poppy grows a poppy is a wonderful symbol and i i I don't think there's anybody in the world that can't walk past a poppy growing and just notice it it's a real symbol of bright hope that's why we wear them to remind us that even in the darkest times there is hope there is life there are people that were willing to give their all that we might have freedom and peace the hoppy the poppy might seem to be a symbol of hope from a bygone age i know we still wear them today but uh, the war particularly the first world war was over a hundred years ago so we have to say what are the symbols of hope today well i think that's where we come in the church Somebody once said, the church is the hope for the world. We, the church, God's people, are the hope for the world. Now, that's a big ask. That's something asking us to do an awful lot. And we don't always get it right. And thankfully, we have a God who we can come to and ask for forgiveness. But we should be symbols of hope. What does that look like? What are our symbols of hope? Well, I think it comes when... We see the church feeding the hungry. I think it comes when we see the church seeking justice and peace in our world, looking for a new world, a better world. Seeing people in positions, Christians who are making a difference and standing for what's right. I think we see symbols of hope when we love our neighbours, when perhaps we have a chat and a quiet word with our neighbours as they walk past our, our houses and just give them a smile or, a, or an encouragement. I think we have symbols of hope when we care for each other as church, when we support those in our community and in our church life who are in need at this time. I think we see symbols of hope when we pray for healing and ask God to bring his power and his blessing on people that are finding life difficult. And when we seek God's blessing for our community. We're symbols of hope when we pray and make a difference in our community. And as individuals, I think there's a, it's easy, easy to be cynical. It's not so easy to be hopeful. It's very easy as we watch the news and uh, experience life as it is at the moment or as it can be is to become quite cynical. We, we maybe don't see the positives in things and, and, and perhaps in our British nature, we, we tend to enjoy having a bit of a gripe and a groan about stuff. But maybe we can be hopeful people as individuals. See something positive in things maybe i don't know make a diary of a few positive things that have happened during the day or just make sure that the people around us the people we come into contact with uh, feel that they've gone away from a conversation with us more positive and in a better frame of mind these are all symbols of hope symbols that we quite easily can make a difference with in our families and in our communities. It's a symbol of hope that stands the test of time. The biggest symbol of hope is not the poppy. It's the cross. It may seem bizarre that a symbol of execution would also be a symbol of hope because it reminds us. And this is why we are where we are. This is why we're the church. The the cross reminds us that sin has been overcome, that death has been defeated, that there's a new world order of love and humility and goodness and justice and hope. That's what the cross says to us. That's why we have crosses on our church buildings. That's why we wear crosses on our necks. That's why we say, we cling to the old rugged cross. The cross is our symbol of hope. And maybe pushing it a bit further, we also remember that Jesus has promised that there's a life to come. That what we see now won't last forever. That we live in a world of the now but not yet that Jesus will return. And I guess as we move fairly shortly into Advent, some of our Advent remembrances and thoughts and prayers will be focused on the return of Jesus, the second coming of Jesus. And when he returns, he's promised that there'll be a new heaven and a new earth That will look something like it does now, but it will be so much better because there will be no more tears. There will be no more fear. There will be no more illness. There'll be no more death. There'll be no more wars. There'll be no more struggle and strife and pain. This is what we've been promised. And this is the hope that we have those who've put their trust in jesus and at the end of that passage in revelation it says those who are victorious will inherit this they will be the children of god that doesn't mean that we we fight for it in a in a literal sense with weapons but actually we have the victory because jesus has brought that victory for us already we've put our trust in him We may have struggled through difficult times. We may have overcome some difficult hurdles. But Jesus is with us and we've overcome. We've been victorious. And he promises to us a new heaven and a new earth. And not only do we have that for ourselves, this is a hope we need to share. The world needs that hope. The greatest symbol of hope for the world is the church proclaiming the good news of Jesus in word and in action. When the world sees a different way of living, an upside down way that Jesus has taught us, that sees the the humble lifted high and the, the weak supported and cared for. When the voiceless have a voice and the orphan and the widows are loved and cherished these are the new ways of jesus way this is the word and action and also sharing our faith with others the hope that we have in jesus christ with those who have very little hope there's a passage from romans that i'd like to share with you and paul the apostle paul was writing this to the roman church and he he just wanted them to have a sense of the hope that he had he said therefore since we have been justified through faith which means that we've been made right with god we have peace with god through our lord jesus christ that struggle that internal turmoil and the external turmoil has gone that peace that shalom that that rightness within us That peace is with us through Jesus Christ. So through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance character and character hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. So through persecution, through struggle, we keep hold of the hope we have in Jesus Christ. And at the end of the passage in Isaiah, Isaiah says, come, let us walk in the light of Of the Lord. Even though he knows God's people are in a difficult place and he may not see himself any release from that, he still wants people to join and know the love of God and the light of the Lord. It's an invitation to join in, to be a symbol of hope and it's an invitation that's poured out to us That those of us who've put our faith and our trust and our hope in Jesus Christ might share that with our with our families, our friends, and our community. That we might live that out in word and action, and just like our poppies, be a symbol of hope to a hurting and needy world. Amen. We know we have that hope because God is faithful. All his promises are true and we know that we can trust him. So as we reflect on what we've heard and experienced this morning, we're going to sing together again the wonderful song, Faithful One, So Unchanging. Over the last few months, one of the amazing signs of hope we've seen is the way the NHS staff have cared for us and stood in the front line, just like those who gave their lives or offered their lives in service during the Second World War and the First World War. We've seen people willing to put themselves on the line for us, that we might know health and safety and be be assured that. If we get ill, um, we'll be supported in the way that we should be. So it's right that on this Remembrance Sunday, we have a time where we remember those who who gave their selves in that way in the NHS. And Anne Skinner is going to lead us now in prayer uh, for those who work in the NHS.
5: Lord, we remember all those who have suffered in this current pandemic. We remember loved ones taken away from us before their time. We pray for those left behind who may struggle to grieve without the emotional support of friends and family. We remember the doctors, nurses and carers who have paid the ultimate price whilst caring for others. We thank you for their sacrifice. We remember those still battling with the virus, in hospital or at home, and we ask for your healing. In a moment of silence, we remember those we know and love. We pray for your protection for those who continue to care for those in hospitals, care homes and in the community. Lord, keep them safe.
3: In your name. Amen.
1: And we'll continue in prayer as Fiona leads us in our further prayers for the wider community. And, uh, and the world.
4: Let us pray. Come Lord Jesus and receive our prayers today. Prayers said and unsaid. Prayers of sadness, joy, hope, anxiousness and worry. Prayers for ourselves or for others. Let us feel the power of your Holy Spirit as we pray for this world. A prayer for remembrance, ever-living God. We remember those whom you have gathered from the storm of war into the peace of your presence. May that same peace calm our fears, bring justice to all people and establish harmony among the nations. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. We continue, Lord, to pray as we do, in hope, for the sick and infected. God, heal and help. Sustain their bodies and spirits and protect them from the infection of COVID. For the vulnerable, God, protect our elderly and those suffering from chronic disease. Provide for the poor, especially those who have no money to, to, to pay for the bare essentials of life. For the young and the strong, God give them the necessary things to keep them from unwittingly spreading this disease and inspire them to help one another. We pray for our local community trying to make funds stretch and help those who are furloughed, those being made redundant, and again, those ending up in need and plight. And we continue to pray for the scientific community trying to find a vaccine and get rid of this disease that has just paused the world God give them knowledge, wisdom and a voice we continue to pray for the homeless unable to practice the protocols of social distancing in the shelter system protect them from this disease and provide isolation for them in in our city Almighty Father whose will is it is whose will it is to restore all things in your beloved Son, the King of all. Govern the hearts and minds of those in authority and bring the families of our nations divided and torn apart by the ravages of sin to be subject to your gentle rule through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And today, as we think of hope, Lord, we we give prayers of thanks and thanks for those who are just being kind to our community and to one another. We thank you for the local food banks and for all those who have given. We thank you for the simple acts of kindness like Mrs. Dillon's curry fundraising that has provided so much more food for those who go hungry. We thank you for all those who work at room at the inn, caring for our vulnerable community of the homeless. We thank you, Lord, that over half term, we saw the acts of kindness, delivering food for children, raising money for lunch bags. We thank you, Lord, too, for the gift of new life, for babies that are expected or have been born and are just bringing joy to new families. And we thank you, Lord, for the poppies in the the Garden of Remembrance that has been created. We pray in faith, Lord, for the continued work in our church. And we thank you for Jenny, Stuart and all our elders as they listen for your word and direction. Pour out your Holy Spirit on them today to be a beacon of hope, love and joy for all. For Those unknown to, known to you but unknown to us, waiting and listening for your saving love and grace to find them and bring them joy of your eternal kingdom. Let us take a moment to pray for ourselves. Come Lord Jesus, descend on us each today. Ease our burdens and bring a renewed joy, peace and hope to our lives. Take the prayers on our hearts and answer them through your great mercy and love. I pray too Lord for a Romanian home that has been destroyed by fire, where the grandmother is seriously ill in hospital and the children are now displaced. We just pray for all those who struggle in such poor conditions. We pray today Lord for those who have birthdays this week that we've sung about and for their loved ones that can't share those days in person and those celebrations. And finally prayers of hope. Dear God, when we stand at the beginning of a new day, bless us with vision to see the best of things to come, wisdom to make good decisions and most of all faith that you are walking with us every step of the way. Help us Lord Jesus to hold steadfast in prayer, relying on your word in all despair that our hopes in you will ever increase while our doubts and fears slowly decrease. Help us, Lord, to be the light of hope to those who are in need, to be examples of your love and great mercy, and to tell others of your great grace and glory. Through Jesus Christ, we commend all these prayers in your name. Amen.
1: Thank you, Fiona and Anne. And thank you to everybody that's uh, offered and taken part in the service. And particularly, I want to say thank you to uh, Colin and Tim, who've uh, organized the technical side of this. Without them, uh, a lot of this wouldn't have happened. And quite often they go unnoticed, which is always the best way for, uh, for, for the tech and audiovisual crew is to go unnoticed. But uh, thank you to them for making this all work as we've prayed and sung and heard we've talked of being symbols of hope in a world that needs hope so we're going to sing our final song which is a bit of a favorite i know to, to a lot of people uh, it's that song of hope build your kingdom here so let's sing our final song
0: Stuart, thank you, everybody who's been involved in this morning's service—a really moving service—and um, now it's time for us to finish with the grace. So, if you all would like to unmute yourselves, we'll sit together.
3: Hmm? Okay. May the Lord bless our Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus Christ, Christ.
0: And the Lord, Lord God. 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 No, oh,
3: yeah. oh, no,